0: Allison Kaskowski, thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I hope that wherever you are on this Tuesday that you're doing something fun and positive for yourself. So on my show, if you've been following me really for the last, you know, several months, really pretty much since COVID entered our lives, you know that, you know, really I've tried to keep the focus on really what are some, not just good things, but just just some things for us to keep in mind as to not just how we live our lives, but how we do us. Because I feel like at least for the last six or seven months, everybody has been taken out of what's considered their normal. And in fact, I really believe that so many of us don't really know what that's actually going to look like if and when normal actually comes back. And so the guests that I've interviewed, I've really tried to be intentional about the subjects that we talk about. And so the, my guest today, I'm, really excited to talk to because she really brings something different to the table. My guest today is Leanne Cabot. She is an author and a speaker, and she is also the founder of a unique system that she teaches. She calls it the five seasons of connection. Um, And I really feel like, especially right now, I think people are just not feeling connected at all. I mean, we're all feeling a little bit of the effects of the isolation. And so I'm really looking forward to hearing what, uh, what Leanne has to say. Leanne, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. Not a problem. It's just I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say because this is just, this is a little bit of a different subject than where I've been for the last couple months. So, Oh, fantastic. So why don't we talk a little bit first about what you do in general? Why don't you tell my audience a little bit about you first?
1: Sure. So I am an author and a speaker up here in the Pacific Northwest, and um, I coach mainly women, um, but really everybody on finding a way out of the storms in their life, love, or business. So if that's a family relationship, if that's a love relationship, or if that's in your business mindset, I really break down some of the blocks that keep you in the conflict patterns, in the chaos patterns, in the places of disconnection and we kind of spring clean our way out of those back to what I call summer. And it's really an emotional summer and we all feel it, but definitely not enough. So I try to be more intentional with my clients to help them recognize where is it that they're trying to go and then we build the path to get there.
0: Oh, interesting. That sounds great. So I'm sure everybody's a little bit different then, right?
1: Yes, definitely. But the tools are the same. You know, what we need. Um, to get where we're going may be different, but we all kind of follow the same pattern. So I feel the season analogy just works perfectly for the clients that I tend to see.
0: Oh, wonderful. So why don't you tell me a little bit, what are exactly the five seasons of Connection?
1: Yeah. So it started as a way for me to understand how I could get myself out of these terrible situations. It started with my kids. You know, I didn't want to be that mom. I didn't want to be the yelling mom and the angry mom and the frustrated mom and the, you know, the one who just kept coming down on them. So this framework really kind of evolved out of my being intentional about what kind of relationship I want to build with them. And so We always start in winter because that really is the place where most people will come to me and they just can't take another day. It is just their very worst place. So it is the dark, disconnected, isolated, harsh, brutal times in any of their relationships. So that is winter. And we can be there for a very short period, or we can be there for weeks. I mean, people who have grudges against their, you know, a family member might hold something for 20 years. And that piece is, you know, a piece of winter in their heart. So it really is that feeling of being away from another person out of love, like not in love with that person. And spring is a time to spring clean. So this is really where the heavy lifting happens. And I use a lot of garden analogies. So if you think of your garden, you can't plant new seeds in a blizzard, right? So spring cleaning is really the time that when the environment is right, you start digging out the debris from winter, you start pulling out the weeds that propped up, you start taking out all of the damaged, you know, parts of the, your garden, and then you really become intentional to nurture the soil, fertilize it, plant, you know, really healthy seeds in really, you know, fertile places, and yeah. start Planning where you want to go because summer is really that glorious, the best it can be, right? In whatever relationship, it is the best it can be for you. And that best is always changing, of course. And it changes depending on who you're in the relationship with. Your relationship with your mother is very different than your relationship with your partner or your child or your coworker. Um, but you know what the best looks like for that relationship. So that's the summer piece. And then fall creeps in when we're so busy loving our life, living large, feeling happy that we don't necessarily notice that there might be some little pests that crawled in or, you know, little weeds that have popped up underneath. And that might be a sharp word or a snarky response or a passive aggressive dig. And it's just a little something that makes you think, wait a minute, huh, that didn't feel so good. Like I was really happy. Ah. And this is like, what, what was that? Right? So that's fall and then the fifth season obviously doesn't exist in the world and it's part of what i bring to this framework is it's the crossroads so it is the place of power where you are in an interaction with somebody and you know perhaps somebody comes in and you know emotionally dumps all over you or they lash out at you in some way when you're standing at the crossroads you decide okay, either I could go into winter and I could retaliate and I could bring up, you know, the 30 other things that this other person did to wrong me and I could get even, or I could go back to summer and say, it sounds like you're really upset. Can I help you with something? Or, you know, do you need a little bit of space right now? Or is there something we need to talk about, right? Just, it feels a little bit like the high road, but it also is guiding them back through grace towards summer. And you make that you know, you make that decision intentionally and purposefully. And so that five season system really can help you out of any relationship crisis, you know, either platonic or, you know, in a partnership with a love relationship person.
0: I can see, um, I can see where this could be helpful in just working through, you know, a work conflict or, you know, maybe, maybe just an inner conflict that you're having. Definitely. And so
1: You know, it's interesting. I had a dentist come to me and I don't know how he found me, but he found me and he hired me to help him with some conflicts in his work. So he is the dentist. He has a number of hygienists in his in his Uh practice. And he said, I you know, my wife had talked about you in a parenting space, but I wonder if we could take your framework and help me in my work, because my work environment has gotten really contentious and I'm and I don't know why. And so we broke it down and we walked through the system and he just texted me and just a couple days ago, he's like, you will not believe it is almost like walking into paradise. Like before I was thinking I should sell my practice. And now I feel like I'm in paradise. And I was like, great. You know, that's what the power of awareness does. That is what the power of knowing your seasons and navigating your life with purpose and intention lets you do right. It lets you create the, the, you know, not everything is rosy. If you're living in this, you know, life of fantasy, then that's not real. But you have the power in every season to know how do I get out of this? Or well, and how can I is, prolong life it?
0: Life is not, there are no guarantees in life. Life Ooh. is 50-50. It's 50 oh. good, 50 bad.
1: Yeah. And some days you might think that percentage is, you know, 90 bad, 10% right. good. And you hang on to that 10% and you say, okay, what do I need to do today? to make it be 12%? What can I get to 14%? right? And when we think about self-care, this is exactly where this comes into play. And it's almost always one of the first things I talk about with my clients, because where you are is not going to get you where you want to go if you are running on empty. You know, yeah. So we always start with where you are as a whole person right and people come and they say oh no i'm broken or i got a massage and i still don't feel better and i'm like you're right because you didn't need a massage that isn't the definition of self-care right and so in my practice i have identified 10 different parts of self-care and so one of the first things i do is i ask my you know i ask people to take the assessment i'm like rate yourself Where do you fall in these 10 categories? Because if you're going to get a massage and you're not thinking it's working for you, perhaps it's because the issue is you are staying up all night with your stomach clenched because you're in financial distress. Uh And you don't know how to pay your bills. And so your financial self-care is lacking. You don't know where your money is going. You don't have enough of it. You've got creditors calling. So I can imagine the massage isn't helping you sleep at night. So (laughs) many people
0: think that self-care is a bubble bath and having a glass of wine and indulging in like a dessert, you know, because it feels good, you know? Mm -hmm.
1: It's really not about that at all. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, it's, you know, in, in, in my, in my practice, in my, in my fitness business, I mean, obviously a lot of people think of a workout as a form of self-care and it is, but but it can really mean anything that helps you reset, recharge, just regroup in general. Um, Agreed. Yeah. I mean, and that's why I, that's why I call my show the ultimate journey of self-care because it's a journey for people. It oh, it
1: totally is. And if you think of any journey that you've been on in your life, even any road trip, you don't start in at one point and get to the end point in a straight line.
0: Yeah, you
1: know, you're going over mountains, in valleys, through tunnels, around corners. You know, over rivers on a boat. Like it's a lot of you know. There's yeah. a lot of adjusting that happens with your self care practice. So what you yeah. did five years ago, goodness, Allison, like what we did in February is not the same self care we need. Oh, today. not by
0: any stretch. It's right. All different.
1: So. It is all different because we are different. Our environments are different. Our needs are different. And I see this a lot. You know, I was seeing it at a peak around July that people who had really not invested in developing a self-care practice that met, you know, kind of their 10 categories Mm -hmm. were struggling significantly more than people who had at least dabbled in a couple of different areas Well, and I also
0: think too with people, I think that, you know, we're creatures of habit. One of my sayings is we get really good at what we do often. Oh yeah. And we and what I have noticed with people is is that and and, and it really almost breaks my heart to a degree when I when I I hear people talk about where they are and they honestly think that this is as good as it gets. And it's it just to your point, I mean, awareness is our is our biggest tool in our toolbox if we can train ourselves on awareness then that's half the battle.
1: Absolutely. And I mean you would know this for your from your client space too is that when you start listening to your body, right? As you're working out, as you're, you know, doing things your body has never done before, some people will say, "Oh, it's hurting, I need to stop." Right? right. And so they haven't quite understood what the feedback from their body is, oh, I'm stretching, I'm being used. It feels amazing, right? Yes. So just that awareness piece is it permeates down to the core of all of our growth and development. So well and
0: also it's also too about, you know, a really a challenging workout, for example, is so much a metaphor of what life is. I mean you're going to get to points in the workout where you want to quit, you want to stop, it hurts, it's not fun. You keep looking at your watch. When are we going to be done? You know, and then at the end of it, you're like, it still might suck, you know, because you're tired and you're <laughs> worn out, but but you made it through, you know, you realize that you made it through. And I yeah. think that really explains, particularly this year in particular, oh, you know, about just all the crap that people are going through. But then it's like, you just, you have to have those inner resources so you can just hang on and get through it.
1: Absolutely. And I think one of the key things of that is once you get through it, document it, take a picture, write about it, journal about it, share with somebody you love, right? Because there will be times that you forget that you, you know, kicked butt in that class, you forget that you ran that mile, you forget that you did those hard things. And you will remember that you can't do hard things. And that's actually not true. You just need to, you know, remind yourself that amazing feat, because sometimes we gloss over that and just think, oh, that only happened once. I only took that class once. Wait a minute, we're going to celebrate that, you know, we're going to put a little Gold well one star. of the one of
0: the things I like to do and uh-huh. I encourage I do this a lot in my private Facebook community and with my clients is you got to celebrate the wins. Oh, every single little thing is a win. Yes. And if you don't do that then you forget what it feels like to win.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100% and I think part of the celebrating is not just, you know, oh look at me, I'm glorious. Yes. But it is a reminder to yourself that you had what it took to get through the thing. Right, you dug deep enough. So, what was that digging deep like? You know, did it bring up fears? Did it bring up, you know, worry? Were you afraid that someone would laugh at you? Were you afraid that you would make a mistake? Would you be afraid that you would fail? Right, so it brings up those secret, you know, I call them gateways to winter. And say, for example, someone is doing that hard workout and they're just huffing and puffing, and everybody else looks to be doing really fine, and you think you're gonna collapse on the floor. You might think that that's a failure, but by sharing the win that you got through the class and you made it, um, someone else can be like, you know what? That's where you begin. I didn't start out where I am today, right? I've been doing this for three years. So what you're seeing is the, you know, the culmination of three years of me huffing and puffing. So don't yeah, totally. quit. You know, well, and I, think,
0: quit. I think that's a mistake so many people make. They look around at people who are successful and they think they were just born that way. Totally. You know, yeah. you don't, and we, you know, we don't talk enough about the struggle of the journey. You no, know, I think people, where we live in a society that expects instant results.
1: Yeah. No, you're. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And which which, ma- which and makes more, the right? awareness
0: piece even more important. To, it you know, does to realize. You know, not just to realize, but to think about: okay, where are you when you start? Yeah. What's what things are you accomplishing as you go along, and every single one of those things is a win.
1: Absolutely because it helps
0: us do us better.
1: And I think that's why we, you know, we see this a lot on social media. Well, someone say, you know, I was struggling just like you, but now I'm at six figures and seven figures and I'm, you know, I'm super strong and super smart and super amazing. I figured it out. Come get my three point, you know, right. Come buy my stuff. Right. And you just think, okay, but you know, that worked for you, where you were, what you were doing and what your resort, like what's in your toolbox. Yeah. I'm a totally different person with a totally different toolbox. So if it doesn't work for me then it just reinforces oh see i'm a failure you know yeah. oh i i can't do anything right and that really feeds that piece of us that is not aware yes. because when we're aware of our brilliance so you know in my second book it's all about business brilliance but when we're in that space of you know i actually don't know what's in my toolbox what you need to do is look in your toolbox you need right. to figure out what you have as skills and talents and abilities and passions and knowledge you know, well and you have
0: your... to and you have to keep at it. You have oh, to keep working right. the same things. And there's a reason why they're what I like to say is there's a reason why they're called the basics. They're called the basics because they work. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And every day
0: you have to keep practicing. That's yeah. how we learn to think differently.
1: Totally. You know? Yeah. And when your foundation is set firmly, the winds can blow around you and your house is not going to fall down. Yes. Right? But when you have a foundation on fear or anxiety or insecurity and you just, you know, you're looking at everybody else's life thinking that you aren't there yet, that's a very shaky foundation. So when the winds blow, like, you know, this pandemic, a lot of people have really struggled because they didn't believe in their own foundation. They didn't believe in their own strength and their power and their abilities. And they really, you know, they really then started turning to maybe unhealthier self-care practices, you know, things that well, they Well And I, and I honestly
0: think before the, before the pandemic, even, you look around at the, the pace at which people live, you know, oh. and I mean, I mean, for years, I'm, I was guilty of that too, just burning the candle at both ends, and you do it because, you know, we get used to seeing results when we do that, and so we tell ourselves that this is the only way we're going to be successful. If, you know, I know I grew up in a house where all I heard was, you work hard, you get to where you want to go.
1: You know, Mm. it's not going to
0: fall in your lap, you know, just Mm because you think about it isn't enough kind of thing. Right. And while I'm, while I'm not ashamed to say that, because to a large degree, that's how I've gotten to where I am is because of my work ethic. But at the same time, I feel like we do ourselves a disservice when we tell ourselves that's the only way we can get results.
1: Exactly. And it starts with defining what those results are that you want. You know, does everybody need a seven figure business? Maybe, maybe not. Yes. So when you define success for you, then you're able to say, you know what, actually, I will work hard. And I love that, you know, you said that, because I think it's so, it's so practical. We all have had those messages from our parents, you know, buckle down, you know, get the job done, do all, you know, do everything you have to do. But the line then became blurred to work until you're depleted burn out above all things because, yeah. you know, you can't stop until you get to that, you know, kind of superficial, like, you know, if, unless level you work success. a 12
0: hour day, you really haven't worked. Yeah. You know? And
1: that just is that board that is, you know, past the line of healthy behavior, because really life is for living. Yes. And it's a whole complete spectrum of experiences and work is absolutely a part of that, whether it's paid work or unpaid work. Yeah, I have a lot of clients who don't actually have paying jobs and they're, very fulfilled and they're doing really important things and they define success in a very different way. Yeah. Right. So it starts with kind of, you know, really being clear again, back to that awareness piece. What do I want for my life? What do I want for my legacy? And how can I get there as intact as I can be, you know, cause yes, it yeah. will be late nights and you'll skip on some sleep or yes, you might grab a, you know, a dinner that wasn't your healthiest choice. But if that's a one-off, your life can absorb that. If that's kind of how you live your life, your body will crumble, your mental health will crumble, your social life will crumble, you know, your stress will kind of take over. So you will have manifestations of your unhealthy choices. And I just I don't want to see people get there, right? I mean, we have to start with taking care of the, you know, the vessel that we are well, and we just and we get
0: we get used to doing the same things. And and we're just, you know, 95% of what we think is our subconscious anyway. It's all those programs that are just going constantly, always reminding us of who we are and that, you know, that you can't do that. You don't know anything about that. Well, don't go over there. You don't know what's (laughs) going to happen kind of thing,
1: you know? Yeah, you're not strong enough. You're not smart enough. You're not fast enough. You're not anything, you know, like it just fills in the blank and you don't even recognize it as being a different voice that you think you think that is your voice. You think that is your truth.
0: Well you start to believe it when you when that's all when all you see is the evidence of it, you know, you start to believe it. So tell me in your practice in talking to people and working with your clients, what are some of what are some of the the more predominant forms of self-care that come up in your conversation?
1: I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of women that I work with, um, they really have bought into the hype of, you know, a body shape is my Uh, self care goal, right? So can I get thinner? Can I have healthier skin? Can I have more beautiful hair? Right? They've really equated it to this, you know, kind of persona out in the world, and and it's making people sick. You know, it's driving people to make choices that are really harmful for their You know, for their mental well-being, for their emotional well-being, and they're sacrificing, you know, who they really are for this ideal. So to me, that feels like the very first thing that we always cover is, you know, what does success look like for you in a self-care practice? Like what is fulfillment and what would make you feel like you could walk through the world 100% who you were? And when they start talking about, oh, I really want my hair to be curled just perfectly, or, you know, I I wish I had less wrinkles or something like that, then I have a different strategy versus someone who's like, I wish I could read more. You know, I wish I had yeah. more time to, you know, spend with my children or I wish I could, yeah. you know, I wish self-care involved, you know, being on a spiritual retreat because I really feel disconnected from my creator or, you know, or my... Yeah you know, my source energy and all of that sort of thing. Well, I
0: definitely, I love how you mentioned that it really just comes down to what success ultimately is going to look like for this person. Most of my clients are in the second half of their life and their Mm -hmm. primary objective is to be healthy. They obviously want to work on their fitness, but they want to be able to you know, have lots of energy and feel good and not hurt themselves and be able to spend time with their family and travel and all that. And that's a completely different goal than somebody say 20 years younger, who wants to be on the front of a magazine. Right.
1: And I definitely see this, you know, this, you're right. It absolutely happens with younger women, but I also see it with women who are, you know, especially through this pandemic, whose husbands, you know, whose relationships have kind of broken up. Yeah. And so now they're on their own and they're thinking, for me to be valued, I need to look a certain way. I need to yeah. look younger. I need to present as a certain type of person. Yeah. And so just getting into that core value conversation is pretty critical, right? Like yeah, what, totally. what, what do you value in the world? Because if it's beautiful hair and perfectly manicured nails, let's go one level deeper.
0: You know. Well, and what that tells me is is that there's a there's a deficiency underneath that they're trying yeah. to overcome by overcompensating on the outside. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing with people who go out and spend money on something expensive. You know, there's a difference between people who do that and splurge. You know, and then there's between people who go out and do that to make themselves feel better. Yeah.
1: And I mean, the underlying core is none of us want to be rejected, right? Like we all want to be accepted. We're, you know, biologically wired to be connected to other people. But when we start feeling like those level of, you know, that level of our, of who we are as a person, like the way we look and the words we use and the books we read and you know, that type of thing is really hiding who we really are and what we're really afraid of. Like we don't want to be rejected. So we're buying into the mainstream conversation. And, and it just, it takes, it takes work to get into those deeper layers. Like when you you have to be
0: willing to to take the time and do the work every day. And it doesn't have to necessarily be difficult. I mean, it it can be scary and intimidating, Mm -hmm. but on the other side of that, And it can literally change your life. And
1: it does, right? When you do the heavy lifting, when you do, you know, so I often just think of, you know, I talk about spring cleaning as the strategy to get out of winter. That is a very different spring. Like that kind of level of cleaning is very different than when your neighbor says, oh, I'll be over in 15 minutes for a coffee. And you just shove everything in the laundry room and you sweep quickly and you, you know,
0: (laughs) You throw out. Well, let the me shoes. put the garbage in the closet right. here, so nobody sees it. Right,
1: <laughs> right. That's one level of cleaning, but like spring cleaning is. Oh, you're on your hands and knees scrubbing those baseboards, You are dusting off the. You know, uh-huh. you are getting into the nooks and crannies of your house. That is the heavy lifting, and yeah, it isn't difficult. You're right, but it. I mean, for you to get to the point that you can say this has been really looked at i've examined it from all sides and i'm either done with it and i can release that story or i've got some work to do i've got some journaling to do i've got some forgiveness i need to do or i've got some you know some therapy i need to yeah. you know get through or It's so something. interesting
0: that you brought up forgiveness because i have a colleague in the mindset space who mm-hmm. you know she she said something once in a training because she's she's a coach in one of the programs that i belong to and she said You know, when you run into a block somewhere or you feel like you're trying to work on something and you just haven't gotten any further, whatever goal you have, it just always eludes you for whatever reason, you know, whether it be money or career goal or whatever, that along the lines, there's some, some, somewhere in that space, uh, you need to either forgive somebody or forgive yourself. Yes. Yes. Like when she said that, that, when she (laughs) said that, I have another colleague who, who had a massive breakthrough after that in her business and like crippled mm. her income and everything. And it was, it was just a block that she had. And and she had to, she had to forgive herself. Absolutely.
1: I don't, I mean, we think about it in such a strange way, right?
0: Forgiveness
1: is not about, you know, the other person or, right. you know, giving up your power. And even though there's all these inspirational quotes about it, we still at our core feel like it is releasing power you know, to other people, if we actually forgive them, and it's and it actually the, greatest, the opposite. It is. It's the greatest gift of self-love you can provide, right? Absolutely. To release the the burden and the heaviness of holding that you know that craziness in your hand any longer. Just really yeah, and that and down.
0: that actually is um is a lot of that takes a lot of trust and yeah. belief in that you're that you're on the right path. And I think for a lot of people, you know. I think that deep down is, is the big struggle. It's, mm. you know, they're waiting for some evidence, something, somebody to show them something that what they're doing is right. Yeah. And really they know it. It's kind of like the wizard of Oz. It's like, you know, right. it's like they already knew that they had it. They just mm-hmm. needed somebody to show it. to
1: them. Or it's just covered under so many layers of stuff, right? Like yeah. bad, you know, bad decisions that you think you've made. So it's the shame piece and the blame piece and the, mm. I can't take control because my parents were this way, peace. Like we put a lot, we carry a lot of layers. Oh, and we so all feeling those back is frightening and terrifying. And it's also a challenge to our ego. Like, who am I if I don't blame yeah. my, you know, my ex for all of my misery? Or who am I if I, you know, if I am this different person? Yeah, That's, that's a really hard leap for someone. Well, some and people. at the end of the day,
0: the best form of self-care is doing exactly that. You know, it's it it's, it's it's em, it's embracing the suck, so to speak. Yeah. You know, it's embracing, <laughs> you know, the negative with the positive, you know, and, right. and looking it in the eye and saying, I'm gonna keep going in spite of this. right. Thank yeah. you for fueling my my journey because I am going
1: to use this energy that is provided by this, you know, this feeling and it's gonna push me forward. It will propel me. So thank you for yeah. that. Yeah,
0: yeah, totally. I could not agree more. So So let's say somebody out there is listening and they're, you know, feeling, feeling like they're resonating with, with our conversation and maybe in particular with what something that you said, and maybe they're thinking, okay, maybe today's going to be the day that I do something, um, but I don't really know where to start. Where would, what would you tell that person to do?
1: I would probably say the, as I say with my clients, like, let's see where you are. Mm -hmm. So I would say, you know, figure out in this, you know, in this wheel of wellness, where are you in each of your 10 categories? Let's really get clear on what you actually need, Mm -hmm. because you could be spending a lot of time, energy, and money filling up part of your self-care practice with things that actually don't need any support because you're doing great. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so let's find where you're low and start developing practices that fill those pieces up, right. To bring all of you higher. It's kind of like the rising, you know, the rising tide raises all boats. Yeah. So um, let's find out where you're low and build in the practices that will have the most meaning because when you are not worried about your money or your relationship or, you know, some of the other stressors in your life, when you can bring in practices to support those areas that might be low you can breathe a little easier, right? You can yeah. look a little farther. You're not just tunnel visioning into your your despair right in this moment. You can look around and say, okay, wait a minute. Let me
0: recalibrate
1: and course correct. All right, yeah. this is where I'm going. I'm recommitting to my journey. So to yeah, me, totally. always. So I don't
0: first. I don't know if I even asked you what what are your 10 areas of self-care that you talk right. about?
1: <laughs> so um, I'll just list them, but it's okay. spiritual. Yeah. So spiritual. <laughs> Uh Emotional, energetic, physical, relational, Mm -hmm. which is really a love partner relationship, Mm -hmm. social, financial, intellectual, occupational, and environmental.
0: Oh, I love it. That pretty much covers the gamut.
1: It does. Yeah. I've really, I mean, it's evolved over the years as more things have, but these are the 10 that I just sink my teeth into. And, you know, we are up here in the Pacific Northwest and we had some pretty intense wildfires on the West coast over the past couple of weeks and people couldn't leave their houses. And so some of my clients were like, Leanne, I just don't know what the problem is. I'm just, I'm losing myself. Like I've held it together all of the quarantine, all of COVID, but I'm just—I'm yeah. literally fighting with everyone and losing my mind. And when we, I said, let's do the assessment. Environmental was like at a zero for most people in this time. Yeah,
0: and that's I'm like, interesting. Hey friend,
1: you have not—that's a helpful to tool
0: that I think that anybody yeah. can use at any time.
1: Yeah, I'm like, you have not been out walking in the trees. You have not gone for your jog. You have not ridden your bike outside. You have not played tennis. You have not done the self care in that environmental space that you typically do. So, yes, I can imagine you're, you know, you're crawling your walls. You haven't left your house, like literally not left your house because you can't. Yeah, it's kind of
0: like, boom, it like hits you right between the eyes. And it's
1: so obvious. But in the moment, they're just like, oh my God, there's something wrong with me. No, sweetheart, there's not. Look at this. Here it is. And they're like,
0: Oh, yeah. It's like, it's completely normal. It's completely normal.
1: Right. So yeah, it just, it changes, it changes everything when you get a handle on where you're low and we're busy. I mean, even though, you know, like you said earlier, we don't know what the new normal will look like. We are busy trying to keep reestablishing a normal, even though it keeps shifting. So it's easy to lose track of, you know, am I praying or am I, you know, doing some sort of spiritual practice in my day? Am I meditating? I don't, I don't, I don't remember the last time I sat down and meditated. Yeah. Oh, well, that's yeah, where I think, I'm I loved. think,
0: I think especially right now, it's, it's just, it's so easy for people to have that feeling like they've sort of lost themselves, you know? Oh, and I yeah. think, you know, we just, we, you know, if, if anything else, that's why on particularly on my show, that's why I, I really try so hard to just make sure that, you know, people know that this is not as good as it's going to get. you know, oh. and that. You know, we can, we can hope for a better day, but it really starts with what we do. Yeah. Yeah. we have to know that we do have choices. You know, even if we don't think we have choices, we have choices.
1: Absolutely. I mean, during the wildfires and we couldn't go outside. Yes, you could, you know, create a little circuit in your house or you could sit on the sofa and, you know, grab a bag of chips and watch a movie. Both are fine. But if you can't stop doing the thing that is less healthy for you, the consequences of that are going to be more dire. Yes, right, so totally. we still have choices in the moment, and yes, absolutely, there are times that I sit and you know eat things and watch things and I don't move, and I just think oh, the it, the world is too heavy right now, yeah, everything is so dark and and tumultuous, and I just cannot get I need to pull back out of everything and just you know do something for me, what I feel like I want right now, but if it's gonna totally day be after day too. It can be, absolutely. But if it's day after day after day and you don't think you have another choice to do
0: other things, that's where we oh, need yeah, to start that, evaluating. that's where it can be a problem. Exactly, yeah, sure. yeah. So, well, Leanne, this has been really fun. Where can people find you? Oh, thank you so
1: much. Yeah, I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn and uh, my website is Five Seasons Life, five number five, so fiveseasonslife.com. And, um, if anyone connects with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or goes to my website, they can get the wellness wheel, these 10 categories and the, the assessment chart. So they can download okay. it and they can use it. And I use mine every day. Sometimes I've used it twice a
0: day. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Something has shifted. What's going yeah. on? Here? No, that's great. I think it's yeah. just, it, it just is, it's just a way to see kind of where you where your awareness is. Exactly. Yeah. And where That'd you're putting your
1: energy for sure.
0: Yeah. Fantastic.
1: (laughs) Thank thank you you so
0: much for being on my show. I really appreciate you making time to talk to me.
1: Oh my gosh. This was my pleasure. Thank you for allowing us to share this message. I think it's, it's so important.
0: I think it is too, especially now. So especially now, if anyone out there is feeling inspired by our conversation and, and really liking what they're, what they heard, please feel free to reach out to Leanne. I will, all of her information is in my show notes so you can find her on her Facebook page, on LinkedIn, and on her website, fiveseasonslife.com. Um, and please make sure you go over and you download her freebie. It sounds like it's a really good one. It sounds like something you definitely want to want to keep with you all the time. Exactly. Um, this is Alison Kaczkowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. We are worldwide now with thousands of listeners and thousands of followers, and I'm so incredibly grateful. Um, every every week, I feel like we reach a few more people, and that's always my goal, is to, to know that Self-care can look any way that you want it to, as long as it serves you. Um, And this is why we call it a journey, because it changes. It changes as we get older, as our life changes, and as we change as people. Please feel free, if you are not yet in my private Facebook group, to come over and join us there, Living Your Ultimate Life Through Fitness and Self-Care. We do all kinds of fun things in there, challenges. And in fact, this week, I'm running my free Fit Life Masterclass, which I run several times a year. Um, and so you're always welcome to come over and join me there, or you can find me on Facebook too. Or if you're not on Facebook, please head over to my website at cufitness.com, the letter C, the letter U, fitness.com and click contact us. And you're welcome to send me an email. And I always love to hear about what you're doing, what's working, what's not working. And in particular, if there was anything that I have discussed that really resonated with you, or if there's, if you just want to share your story, I always like to hear that as well. So please my door is always open for that purpose. Pretty soon, we're going to have some offers for you to become a supporter of this show. Um, we've had some people inquire about that. So we are, my team and I are working on that now as we speak. So please look for that very, very soon. This is Alison Katzkowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You are one step closer to living your ultimate life. Thank so you. Sure.